today on The Breakdown. We're going to analyze a cash game hand from two superstars of poker, very well-known players. Some might even call them, wait for it, luminaries of the game, Prahlad Friedman, yes, Spirit Rock, and Matt Berkey. Some might say they are not luminaries also. We're going to maybe argue about that. We're going to do a whole lot more than that because they play a fascinating hand. We're going to break it down right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. Like so many Matt Berkey hands. Yeah. This hand is all about Matt Berkey. I mean, uh, Prahlad's decisions are not interesting. I don't care about them. <laughs> uh, They're just straightforward. Yeah, right. He has very straightforward decisions. Matt Berkey makes one decision in this hand that's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, he makes another decision in the hand that's already like, <laughs> but the second, the first one that you just did is, is, which is the second decision is like, yeah. Everybody knows what we're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we've done a lot of Berkey hands recently. He plays interesting poker. He does yeah. stuff weird. I think it's possible that he's ahead of the curve. I think it's possible that he's losing a lot of money. <laughs> I don't know. It's I mean, hard, it's hard to know. You can't see the people who are ahead of the curve as ahead of the curve most of the time, right? Right. Because you can see it, then you're there. Yeah. And you're going to be doing it too. And then it doesn't feel ahead of the curve. It feels like, oh, you're, you're forward. But someone who's like beyond where you are, it is hard to see. That said... I don't believe this hand is played well by Matt Berkey. Yeah. I, I'm open to being wrong. I believe this is not played well. I'd be interested to hear what he has to say. Maybe maybe he has good reasons for all these things, but there's at least two decisions that I, I would really take umbrage with. One in particular, I take strong umbrage with, but I only just saw the hand and I have been known to change my mind once we get into it. So let's get into it. What is the etymology of the word umbrage? Do you have any idea? Um, obviously I do. Umbrella. I mean, it's I'm, about, it's I'm, about umbrellas. So I feel like it is representative um, of like one of the great houses of Northern England or something. Mm, and like, yeah, like they were, they were frequently dissatisfied with whatever was going on. <laughs> this peanut butter is terrible. Yeah. So yeah. you're taking umbrage with the peanut butter. That actually is a pretty darn good guess considering we have no idea. Yeah. And assuming it's not an umbrella. And it sounds like a British person name. Oh my God. Yes. No, I mean, it absolutely sounds like a game of Thrones type uh, family. Yeah. Damn umbrage is always criticizing my oh, peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> it is not creamy enough. I worked hard on that peanut butter. This peanut butter is not chunky enough. <laughs> Damn umbrages again. <laughs> yes, indeed. They're like uh, pitchfork, you know, they're like pitchfork. They never give any good reviews. Pitchfork music. Reviews. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I guess some people understood that. Yeah. We have, a lot, we have enough listeners. Notoriously somebody got it. snobby music review site. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Anyway, it is a $100, $200 game. Yes. Spirit Rock's there. It, this might be a hand where one of the main participants of the hand is basically a garbage human because we don't care about anything that Prahlad does in this hand. Like, it's all so standard. I mean, yeah. Okay. That's fair. He we'll make, see. We'll he see. He make a different decision on the flop. Yes. That's, that's what I was that's thinking. That's the one thing he could do. Yeah, that's about it. But I think his play is probably more standard, actually. Yeah, me too. Um, so, yeah, Berkey. The thing with Berkey... We've met Berkey. We've talked yeah, to Berkey. We like Berkey. We've heard Berkey talk about poker. He finds a way to make it sound really good, even if once you examine it a little bit, like, as we did in our interview with him, there are, there's a little 
holes and there's cracks in, in little, the in the skin sometimes. Still, the way he talks about it is so intelligent. Yeah, and it seems like he. So you can't classify him with other players who are spewing money in these games in these ways that seem spewy because it feels like there's a lot more behind it there. On I top mean, of that, I want him to be good because I like the guy. Yeah, I like, was going to say. He's a friendly guy and I like him. I like him too. I want him to be good too. I'm not sure that he's good. Um, I mean, look, there's a, a lot of people are really good at justifying their bad decisions, not just in poker, but in life. And it sounds really good and they get passes from the world because of it. I'm not saying that's what Berkey is, but it's not impossible that that's what Berkey is because he makes it sound really good, but yeah, I see him do things but that I think are bad. What count, am I supposed to do? Counterpoint. And this yes. is, this is all hearsay. And this is all just based on my like limited knowledge of Matt Berkey's yeah. history. But the first time he showed up on the super high roller bowl, playing the 300 K or 500 K buy-in at the time, I think the first time he ever was yeah. on the high roller scene, there was some talk from Ali Najad and Nick Shulman about how Berkey had grown up in poverty. So he doesn't have family money or something mm. that's backing him in these games. And he's yeah. playing these gigantic games all the yes. time. He's made it this far playing these games. I feel like he has to be a winner in these games or else there's something unknown about it, about him that like Ali Najad and Nick Shulman don't know. And he actually does have some money streaming in from somewhere else. Or yeah. He's a giant cocaine merchant or something. I don't know. I but mean, John Robert has been getting, you know, funded by Dan Blitzerian Blitzerian for like a decade. I yeah. mean, I don't know. I'm not, I don't know what's going on here. It, the whole thing is very odd to me. I'm just not going to lie. The whole thing's odd and I, I don't get it. And he makes lots of decisions that I would never make. It wouldn't consider making. I'm open to the fact that this may be the future of poker. I really yeah. am. Like he does some things where I'm like, maybe that's right though. But well, let's get into some of these decisions and we'll see if we think that about these. I'm not optimistic. Yeah. I mean, I just like, I feel like he's a smart guy and yeah. smart people Tap, I, I guess I've met a lot of smart people who just can't break through in poker, but he's clearly broken through in poker. He's broken through. Yeah, he's doing something that's making him money, it seems like. He does a lot of things we like, too. Like, he folded that pocket nine hand, which actually folded the best hand, but we like that fold. Oh, we yeah. thought that was, like, kind of an above-the-rim fold. Um, well, maybe yeah. at least at least a reasonable and, and good fold. We liked how he played the other hand in that tournament as well. The King we 10? The King 10 hand. Seemed pretty reasonable the way yeah. he played that, too, even though neither of them worked out well for him. Right. We thought those were both pretty, pretty good plays, ultimately, and made sense. Right. So, yeah, it's not like he's terrible or anything close to that. But once you're talking about elite type play, when you, when you see things that feel and look at least like big holes, it's, you know, we should at least call them out. I also kind of want him to be ahead of the curve, not because I like him, but because it's cool. If there yeah. is somebody like that, where like he admits all of the elite players, the people consider yes. elite players think like he's kind of a fish. Of course. And he, he's, he's told us that. Oh and, no. Yeah. Uh, and it's really cool to be that guy who's confident enough to say that and keep playing the way he's playing. Like he's so confident. Well, I mean, he said it's a very profitable image yeah. for him to have, which does make sense. Right. Um, but you know, like things that I see him doing on the regular, like overvaluing hands where I just see him like check raising all in with hands that like, you probably shouldn't do that. And like, right. you're often in game theory disaster mode. Although he sometimes get players to fold even better hands, but I don't think he's bluffing. I think he just gets lucky because you know, jungle man folds Kings on a Jack high board on the turn because jungle man's that tight. He isn't trying to get jungle man to fold Kings when he's got top top and he's check raising, right? Well, yeah, the problem this with, is the problem. Well, no, the problem with that yeah. is that if he's truly ahead of the curve, the type of analysis we do is meaningless. Mm, that's it's fair. not 
Like there's other reasons for why he's doing these right. things that we do not yet understand. And the right. general poker world does not yet understand. Okay. And okay. that's what I want to be happening. Cause that would be cool. You I know? mean, that's neat and all, but we have what we have. And right yeah. now we have the data, the data that we have, I don't think supports. He's way, way, way far ahead of the curve. I don't think we have that. Even though he plays in these huge games, I don't believe we have that. I'm just trying to imagine, and it's hard to get in the mindset of, of a group of an era of people who you now think mm. were wrong about everything. Yeah. But get in the mindset of a, an elite player in 1997. Right. Seeing us make decisions now. That's fair. They would be like, that doesn't make any sense. How do you check call top pair? You're going to let him get there. This right. is terrible. You know, right. like, and all, all sorts of other stuff like that. No, that's a really that good make, point. It makes complete sense to them, but... But to us is like, well, you're just way behind and yeah. you don't get it. No, that's that's a really good point. And you can't really see the future until yeah. till it hits you in the head. So it's possible that's what Berkey is. He's gonna hit us all in the head. But I don't know. I'm not I'm not confident at all that that's the case. In fact, I'm a, I think it's a pretty big dog. It's tough to be that guy. You know? Pretty big dog. But let's get into it. Let's go. All right, let's get into it. All right. So it's one hundred two hundred game. This was suggested, by the way, by Let Me Win One. Hey, that's a serious player right there. Serious player. Where are you, where are you ranking him? Let's see if you can make a new one of me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, are you saying he's a Hall of Famer? I didn't say that. I'm asking what I you're saying. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. Well, what is he then? I think he's a solid um, like Pro Bowl selection. He's like Pro one Bowl, of the best. Is it an NFL reference now? I thought it was always NBA. Oh, I actually thought we were mostly doing baseball. <laughs> like All-Star is... All, I mean, he can be on the All-Star team. He's an All-Star. He's definitely an All-Star. Okay. I don't know. Do you think he's a hall of famer? No, I don't. Okay. Phew. Cause then I was going to, I'm not the dick anymore. Now we're, I'm a code. But you know what? Something dick. you could aspire to let me win one. If you just, make Oh yeah. More suggestions. You just keep doing what you're doing, man. Yeah. It's about longevity. It's about putting up those counting numbers, you know? Yeah. Home runs. Anyway, three pointers. He, he suggested on Twitter. We are the poker guys on Twitter. Two poker guys is the handle. Check us out. We tweet sometimes. <laughs> also, if you have a suggestion for the breakdown, like let me win one did, please tweet it at us, include a YouTube link and a timestamp. Yeah, do those things. Yeah. All right. $100, $200 game. They call it the million dollar cash game, although I don't believe anybody's bought in for that much. I There's think probably like a million dollars on the table. Total on the table. It's a big game for Live with the Bike for it's sure. It's a huge, it may be the biggest game for Live yeah. with the Bike. Um, Prahlad, who we did a breakdown of, I think from this game uh, a couple months ago uh, when he was against Andy. Mm-hmm. I believe it was and yeah. very strange, very interesting hand. You guys should check that Super out. Super weird. I have no idea what it was called, but you should just listen to all of them until you find it. Um, it's probably the best course of action for you. That's the only other time I've seen Prahlad since the big game though, hmm. like this game and the big game, which yeah. was 2010. Yeah. So he's been kind of under the radar recently, but mm-hmm. here he is playing in a big game has 80 K in front of him at 100, 200. That's yeah. pretty good. Opens under the gun with two black fives. Nope, not. They're not five of hearts, five of clubs. Okay. Here's a, a Berkey decision. Yep. Here's the first Berkey decision. Berkey's, Note it. Berkey's plus one. He three bets with queen eight of hearts to 2,500. He's got 54K in his stack. So this is just a, a, a hand that you would not choose to three bet the under the gun razor when you're plus one most of the time. <laughs> I mean, this just sounds awful to me. It does. I don't understand how you could defend this. Like, also, like... I don't know if there's a size when they're this deep that you can get Prolad to fold, but this size ain't going to do it. It's his under the gun range. Yeah. How many hands is he folding from his under the gun range when you make it this size? Maybe there's a few when you're this deep. Like he can't fold king queen off. He doesn't like it. He has to call. Maybe ace jack off or ace ten off if he has those hands. When you're when you're effective 250 blinds yeah, you deep, probably have to you call. probably have to call. And it's Berkey. Yeah. You probably just have to call. I guess you could decide to fold ace jack off and maybe ace ten off. Maybe. 
You mean that in the opposite order, of course. More likely to fold. Yeah, yeah, but I'm saying those those are like hands you could decide to fold. You could. Yeah. But you could also not decide to fold those. And I think against Brick, you're probably not supposed to. Fine. But there's very few hands Prahlad's even going to fold for this price. You're pricing him in to like call with all the hands you don't want him to call. I hate this on so many levels. All right, let's let's see if I can defend Go that for Berkey it. here. All right, so in one of the PCA breakdowns of Berkey we did, it was the one that really crippled him near the end of the tournament where he three bet the under the gun opener with yeah. King 10 of spades because we believe he thought the kid was opening a ton. But the reason why we believe that is because he three bet the under the gun yeah. opener with King 10 of spades. That is correct. But go on. And the kid did have a pretty loose opening at Queen 10 yes. suited. Um, so that all supported that theory a little and, bit. And we liked that based on those reasons that we came up with. I mean, we, let, let me just the queen 10 suited is not that loose and open though. Okay. It's not like he has like four, seven stop, off. Stop. All right. All right. Go ahead. The train off the track. All right. Trying to say, okay, go ahead. Here. Um, it's possible that there's more to it than that, than just the kid opens a ton. He probably opened plenty, probably had a pretty wide range. I'm guessing Prolot opens it pretty frequently as well. It's possible. It's all about just isolating in position. And I know that's something that is more commonly done in late position for very good reason. There's fewer players you have to get through. But Berkey's the type of guy who's probably done analysis on this type of thing. And maybe he's found that like it's like 3% of the time it actually becomes a problem when you 3-bet plus 1 where somebody 4-bets you who cold 4-bets you or something like that, where it's like kind of almost negligible. It's still worth it. Mm-hmm. The 3-bet the from plus 1 is more effective than a three bet from the button versus the cutoff because it looks a lot stronger. It does. And you still accomplish the isolation of what may be some looser under the gun ranges. And maybe this, this is an overall strategy that Berkey's working with right now. Okay. But there's a lot of counterpoints to that, right? Of course there are. Some of them are, for example, you have the entire table to act behind you still. I mean, that was within my, my discussion. Well, you said the 3% thing. Yeah. Okay. I made that up, but yeah. yeah. Right, you made that up. Yeah. Um, also, the more you do this, the more the table, that 3% should grow, or whatever the actual percentage is, where they're going to call 4-bet. Certainly, that's true. Also, the under-the-gun guy is going to 4-bet you more if you keep doing this, especially if it's Prolot who's not afraid and has money. It might not be that frequent that he does it. I mean, we've seen it twice. They've both okay. been breakdown that's suggestions. True. That's fair. Um, but if he's not doing that frequently, why is he choosing Queen-8 suited? Because it's pretty. I mean, if he's not doing it frequently, there are so many better hands to do this with, like, Ace-7. Ace off is a better hand than queen eight suited, right? You Maybe. have a blocker. You have a significant blocker. That's got to matter. Yeah. I mean, I can't really defend the hand choice. Yeah. It's, that's really tough to do. But cool. it's possible that he's trying to employ some level of like a preflop limit strategy where like <laughs> anytime you're the first to enter the pot after the opener, yeah. you're three betting or else you're terrible. I mean, that's fine. Yeah. I actually don't even hate that. I don't completely love it, but I actually think that's a reasonable thing for no limit, but why would you do a plus one with queen eight suited? This goes back to what you're saying. Yeah. You can't I really can't, defend. I can't defend the range. So like, I mean, if you're going to do this with any two cards, which I'm not saying he's doing any two cards, but it feels like a too wide a range here. Then what are we doing? Why are we do, like, this is just spew now. Well, I maybe okay. I, gu- I guess I believe I'm going on top of this. I'm, yes. I'm making a lot of assumptions that are almost in, entirely going to be wrong. I'm like, cool. cool. But because he has this whole solve for why thing, him and Soto discuss stuff all the time. They're in the lab, like trying to come up with strategies. <laughs> so I'm coming up with my own strategies that justify what he's. Doing. Yes, you are. But go ahead. Well, but I think it's kind of fun. No, no, no please go all for right. it. So it's possible that on top of what I already said, there is another strategy in play where the range that Matt Berkey is going to play is going to be completely different than everybody else. And Mm -hmm. it's not just randomly 
queen eight suited, but that's one of the few hands that he has in his range. He just wants to have hands that don't make any sense to anybody to show up with. So he's like, yeah, queen eight of hearts is one of the, one of the 130 combinations that like falls into this category that nobody expects me to have when I do this thing. Like, so I don't know, like something like that. That's the only thing I can do. Such a bad hand to do it with though. Yeah. Like queen eight of hearts. When you make a straight king queen, which is going to be in there against you makes the better straight. Yeah. When you make a flush, the hand you get massive action from will be there. You know what I mean? Like will be better flushes. Like, of course there can sometimes be worse flushes and there can be sometimes, you know, other strong hands, but like you set yourself up in really big pots to have second best hands a lot with this hand, which sucks. Right. And, and that's one of the reasons why yeah. people don't play a plus one, you right. know? Um, Okay, but, so, but so, you know Matt Berkey's not an idiot, and he's not yeah. just like doing this. Like, yeah, I want to have a bad range. Look, I agree he's not an idiot, but I also think you know any reasonable person would say you are like a Bachman's pretzel. The degree you've already twisted yourself in knots trying to make this sound pretty okay. Uh, no, I agree. I mean, it's insane already. The level of the sub. Now okay. I know you're you're acknowledging this, but I'm just saying like wow. Okay, but okay, <laughs> so let's take a step back. Okay, understanding that what I came up with is probably not what Berkey had come up with. Sure. But there might be some level of thing similar to that that Berkey has come up with that justifies what he's doing. Here's the thing that you said that does make a little sense to me, which is when you three bet an under the gun open from plus one, it is hyper strong. Yep. So I could see how that would scare off most of the rest of the table. And even though the under the gun player is going to not like their situation a lot and probably check fold a lot on the flop, but they're probably going to call a lot pre. The problem is they have a very strong range. But even so, you have a super strong range, it seems, anyway. Yeah. So, in the, so, so you could get away with that a little bit. So I think that part is there's some legitimacy there. But the reason why people don't do that very often is because you do have to fade the other players at the table. And you're going up against the toughest range at the table anyway. The under-the-gun open, that's a tough, tough thing. And if you do this with any regularity at all, the table's going to figure that out, especially if it's a guy like Prolod, and they're going to attack you. Yeah, I mean, this is an unfair argument because I'm taking the side of the guy who would... In the, if I'm right, be ahead of the curve, so it's impossible for of me course. to know what he's actually thinking. Of course, and you get to say all the conventional things that yeah. make sense. It's similar to talking to 1997 guy, and we're saying no, you can't check raise a seven on the seven four deuce flop when under the gun opens and you're in the big blind. And he's like, you're just a you're just a fucking idiot. I mean, like you're just gonna let king queen get there. Is that what you want to do? You like obviously okay conventionally Listen, you can't let king queen get there. This is I, fine, but yeah, but I can't just like act like those the things you're saying are like okay, let's move on. Blah, 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 blah. You know, like I have to po- point out all the obvious holes in them. I know, I know. So I'm gonna do that, right? And this, by the way, as someone who's taken the side of the guy who's made the questionable play so many times on this podcast, and you've done this, done the opposite, yeah. you've done what I'm doing now, like right. pointing at all the holes, and like this is just the way it goes you know you want to take you want to defend the guy that's fine but you're going to get shot up a lot i mean that's just the deal i think i won the argument anyway moving (laughs) on so berkey makes a 2500 with the queen oh god Um, berkey why okay you know he's got his reasons yeah um folds back to prolad there's part one i mean that's a good start that's part one right there and prolad has a hand that you love him to have if you're berkey yeah he's two fives and he calls yeah so we got queen eight of hearts against prolad's two fives Yep. Pots $5,500, perfectly played by Berkey so far. Flop, <laughs> five of spades, jack of clubs, king of clubs. Perlod flops a set. Berkey flops just a backdoor straight draw. I mean, kind of a cooler. <laughs> I mean, what sucks for Berkey is this is a board he's always going to continue on. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's probably continuing on pretty much all boards yeah. against the under the gun range, honestly. Like, that's a tighter range anyway. Yeah. That's true. And if he's going to be three betting a hand like queen eight suited, I just have to believe he's like 100% continuing when he's heads up and in position. 
I think you're probably right about unless, that. Unless he flops like a queen. Queen high, he's probably checking. Anytime he actually flops something, he has to check. But every other time, he's got to bet, right? Yep. He might actually bet top pair once, but like check the turn and shit. But All anyway, right. go on. So Prahlad's going to check. Yeah, of course. He's, you know, playing in flow. Berkey's going to bet. Yep. Pretty normal. 3,500. So the decision for Prahlad now is to raise or to call with bottom set here on the King Jack 5-2 club board. I think it's a pretty clear call. And why is that? Because when you're up against an opponent as good as Berkey, I know I'm saying all these things about Berkey, but Berkey's like not an idiot at all, as we've been saying, is good, capable of folding when you show strength and stuff like that. There's not a lot of great outcomes when we raise. Like if he doesn't have King Jack, it's going to be hard to win a really big pot against this guy. Like we have pocket jacks in our range. We actually have pocket fives in our range. We have King Jack in our range. We have lots of things that should terrify aces when we check raise. Right. Yep. The only thing that aces can beat when we check raise is queen 10. Right. Maybe, maybe. And I don't know if we're really check raising. We can't here like draws and stuff like that against Berkey's very strong range clubs. on this there's board. Two clubs. What? There's, two, oh, there's clubs. two clubs. Okay. So we can have, okay. That's, that's a little bit more reason to raise then. I don't know if there's two clubs. That's fair. Yeah. But I, I mean, guess we, then aces can decide that ace, aces and king, ace king can decide to call down, but by the river, it gets pretty brutal. Right. You're also a little afraid as Prahlad about sets of Jackson Kings. Of course you are. Squarely in Berkey's range here. Right. It's like I may fold out the worst hands and get action from the better hands, and we hate that. There's some there's some worse hands that can call, but yeah. not that many. Yeah. So I like a call here, even though it's problematic. Like, like it's cool the fives are tricky. You you I think you want you you like flopping a set of fives when it's like lower cards. So that way now you, Berkey can have like a big overpair and it's harder to put you on the set, and then you can check raise and get a lot of action. I like that better than this sort of like the King Jack where when he gives you action, sometimes he just has you and you lose an insanely big pot. Right. And they are super deep in, uh, you know, high stakes game. So it would really suck to get a three bet with bottom set on this board. I mean, are you going to fold? You You might. I mean, then you can't check, right? Then you shouldn't check if you're going to fold. Right. If you make it like 11,000 and Berkey makes it 30,000, it's like you're moving in or you're folding, right? Right. And both, I guess you could just call. But how much, how deep are we? We're not deep enough to no, do that. No, Berkey started with 54K. Oh, yeah. So you're effectively, he's effectively moving it when yeah. he makes it 30. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, I think we're just going with it. I don't know what we're doing. This is why I like just calling. Like, let's just avoid this situation. We don't have, we don't have to play a monster pot right now. We can, but we have a hand that's strong enough to go call, call, call. Yeah. That's great. And if Berkey, Berkey's the kind of guy who can bluff three streets. So no problem. All right. Well, I agree with you. And so does Prahlad. He makes the call. Yep. And you should make the call to your local television station to ask them how to use the link in the description to sign up for Nitrogen Sports Poker Room. Hey, uh, is this uh, CBS? Yeah, yes. it is. It's yes. C- is CBS? Yes. Um, how do I? I have a lot of questions. All right. <laughs> go, ahead, go ahead. I'm here to answer them. Okay. It's about this Nitrogen Sports Poker. Yeah. Yeah. I'm well apprised of the situation. <laughs> so there's a link in some description, yeah, the, the poker guys podcast. Oh, and yeah. what, what do you do with this link? What do well, you, do? you uh, use that link to go to nitrogen sports and huh. then you can sign up for nitrogen sports poker room and oh. all of other ni- nitrogen sports stuff, which includes March madness sports betting. Oh, wait nope. a second. I would only be interested in that though. If there's some sort of special deal or some sort of special promotion. Oh, well there's two actually. Really? Yeah. Would that be of interest to you, sir? I would love to hear more about both of these special March madness promotions right away. Okay. Well, promotion number one is pretty fun. Okay. All right, sir. All right. So <laughs> what you can do as a better on nitrogen sports, of course you want to use the link in the description. That's a nice thing to do. Yeah. Um, 
you go to the March Madness, you do a four-team parlay, all right? They're doing a special promotion where you can do a four-game parlay, excuse me. And uh, if, if you win that, obviously, that's awesome. It's kind of hard to win, but it's really fun to sweat. Yeah, and it pays off big. It pays off big. But you don't have to worry about necessarily winning that to get something out of it because Nitrogen is guaranteeing a free bet after March Madness is over to anybody who does a four-game parlay in March Madness. And the way that works is there's actually an additional sweat on top of that if you like to get your gamble on. If a seeded eight or lower team wins, Nitrogen is giving away 10 Bitcoin. Yeah, not to one person, but 10 Bitcoin in bets to everyone who made these things. And they're going to spread out those 10 Bitcoin bets to all the different players. As much as 10 Bitcoin, but even as little as one Bitcoin. Yeah. Is that correct, CBS? Because that's what I read. That is correct. You read read it correctly. (laughs) So if a one seed wins, it's one Bitcoin, which still is substantial and still will be spread out for free bets for everybody who who bet on this thing, did the 14 parlay. And there's other iterations in between three Bitcoin, five Bitcoin, depending on the seeds, between one and eight. Something worth checking out. There's another one. There's a second promotion, though? Yeah, there's a second promotion. And what's that about? Well, I think you read about it. You should talk about it. Oh, I did, actually. Yeah, Yeah, I did read all about it. So it's um, they have a bracket. You know, you fill out the bracket, and it's free to enter, so that's pretty sweet. Yeah. And they have a big price. We don't know exactly how much yet, no. but it's it's nitrogen, so it's going to be a lot of money. Yeah. They, they, they do not play in this in the kiddie pool. And uh, the awesome thing is this. If you so, you... so everyone should fill out a bracket anyway. Right. Like, it's free. It's free, yeah. Like, it's crazy not to. You're free rolling it. But if you, if you submit a bet slip during March Madness, so you just bet on one of the games, is our understanding, um, they double the prize if you win. Yeah. So... Are you kidding me? <laughs> That's crazy. No, sir. Could you do this? Could you have your bet be the 14 parlay and then you even get it for you? Combine the promotions? I think so, but I don't, ah! know, I don't know for sure if you're allowed my, to do that. <laughs> my brain is on fire. Anyway, March Madness, Nitrogen Sports is the place to do it. Use the link in the description for access to exclusive Poker Guys events. Yes. And uh, that's all we got to say about that. Please do all the things. Back to the hand. All right. So... We've got a pot of 12,500 now. We've got Parlod Friedman with a set of fives. That's pretty good. On a five, Jack, King, two club board. Berkey's got queen, eight of hearts. Yeah. So he's in trouble. 12,500. Turn is the ace of hearts. Okay. You would think this would get Berkey in more trouble. Like, he's supposed to bet this card. I, yeah. Yet it goes check, check. I don't understand why Berkey wouldn't bet this card. This is a bit of a strange decision by Berkey. I understand Parlod checking, of course. Oh, yeah. Berkey can bet to represent a lot of things now. If he had ace queen, he could he could bet ace queen. Of course, he would he would have bet ace queen on the flop, and he very well might bet ace queen. He on might the check turn. back ace queen. He might, but he might bet it. If he had ace king, he would bet ace king. A hundred percent. If he had aces, he would bet it. Yeah. If he had kings, he would bet it. If he had jacks, he would bet it. Yeah. There's lots of good stuff here. If he had queen ten, which he is capable of having here, he yeah. would bet it. I'm hey. surprised he doesn't take a shot here to try and fold out. Um, I guess the question is, what's he trying to fold out? He's trying to fold out king, queen, king, 10 type hands. Jack, 10 suited. Are they going to, is a pair in a straight draw going to fold the turn? Maybe not. That Maybe that's his problem. Yeah, maybe that's why he decides not to Maybe he it. feels like nines probably fold the flop anyway. Yeah. The thing is, it's a disaster if nines called the flop and then he checked and then Berkey checks back the but turn. But that's just a, a small it's, chance. It's a really small, it's a small group of, yeah. of hands. You're right. And they may have folded the flop anyway. Um yeah, so maybe that's the thing. Maybe he feels like, uh, I don't want to go three streets here of bluffing against Prolods under the gun range, trying to fold out king-queen when sometimes he has ace-jack and stuff like that, too. Right, also Prolod has ace-x of clubs in his range. Yeah, and now he's going to... Yeah, maybe that maybe it makes more sense than I initially thought. Maybe there's just too much of Prolod's range that 
has hit this card or feels comfortable enough to call. I mean, at the same point, here's the, here's the other side. If Berkey bets the turn now, not with the hand that Prolot has, but with all these hands that he's be targeting and they all call, most of them are going to have to fold the river when Berkey bets again. Like ace of, of clubs is going to have to give up. King queen's going to have to give up if they don't improve. Jack 10 is going to give up now. Maybe not always, but mostly they're going to have to give up, right? Yeah, I agree with, I agree with that. So but I, but I do think it makes to sense to check based on what you brought up earlier, which is like, what is he trying to fold out? It's tough to fold out a lot of stuff here. No, you, this has to be like a, a two, two streets from now plan, like, like triple barrel plan. If you're going to bet the turn, I think you, you have to be deciding on safe rivers on a lot of rivers. You're just going to fricking barrel. Cause you can't expect you're going to get that many folds. Right. on the turn. I mean, you're going to fold out like seven, eight of clubs and hands like that probably, but um, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Which is kind of nice. Cause that they really might bluff you on the river. Yeah. Which would sort of suck. Well, Berkey's prepared for that, I guess. I guess. Yeah. So yeah, check, check. Okay. Um, Prolog could have Queen Ten as well, by the way. Sure. Of the nuts. <coughs> okay, but Berkey can have that too. Berkey now has all the nutted hands here. I don't know if he thinks Prolog knows that or not. About the Queen Ten, at least. Well, okay, but everything else, Prolog yeah. would know that about everything else, right? Yeah, he has a top end range advantage for sure. Yeah. I don't know if Prolog knows about Queen Ten. That's fair. This is reminding me though, this decision of Berkey to check back of a hand we did a long time ago that uh, might be in a little book that we're going to be putting Ooh, out eventually. We are, or maybe soon even. A little secret. A book? Um, no, maybe there's a book. I don't know. We might have written a book, we huh? We might have even paid for cover design already. I know. I mean, it's crazy. Can't wait uh, to see those. Anyway, yeah. go on. Uh, so a hand we did a while ago, and I'm reminded of it because it's in the book, of uh, Timothy Adams against Chiju, I yeah. think is the player's name where there's a spot where Adams raises out of the big blind in a limped pot and then checks back on a flop where it feels like he's never going to win by checking back. Right. But it's just that his opponent hit the flop too frequently that Tim thought he probably didn't have any fold equity or not enough fold equity to justify even a no equity bluff here. Yeah. Um, and maybe that's what Berkey thinks about this turn card right. in this scenario. Yeah. And even though he has a top end range advantage, it's not worth it anyway. It's still a minus EV bet. Okay. I mean, I don't know if Jack 10 is really calling. I don't know if King Queen is really calling. I don't know if King 10 is really calling when the ace comes and Berkey bets big. I mean, you kind of hate it. I know you've got a gutter, but you think like you're sitting there thinking I may only have the gutter like trips and two pair may not be good enough. Like a 10, if I've got King 10, a 10 may not win me the pot. Like Berkey can have ace King so easily, you know? Yeah. Like you may just fold. You know, you're out of position. You're going to call to try and hit your gutter. I don't know, man. It's going to be hard to get value when you do. It's four to a straight on the board then. Uh, I don't know. You might succeed. I think Berkey's supposed to bet this, man. But uh, but I don't hate the check. I want to be clear. That is, I, don't, I don't have a huge problem with it. I think he's supposed to bet it, but it's fine to okay. check. Okay. All right. I'm, I think I'm 50-50 on it. Okay. I'm right in the middle on that one. Anyway, so the pot is still 12,500. Prahlad's got a set of fives. Five jack... King two club flop ace of hearts on the turn. Berkey sitting there with a gut shot with his queen eight of hearts. Yeah. The river is the four of diamonds. No go for Berkey. I think Prahlad's got the best hand with a set of fives here. I think he actually does. Yeah. Yeah. Berkey has queen high. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Best hand. Prahlad. Yeah. So uh, Prahlad now feels safe enough after the turn check to bet. Sure. Because it seems like Berkey would probably have bet any, any set on the turn. Yeah. 
you would think, right? Yeah. And queen 10 and all that. Like now you're like, maybe he has ace queen, checked it back. Maybe right. he's king queen and decides to call. Like, like ace queen like or any sort of ace X that he decides yeah. to turn into a three bet makes sense as played so far by Berkey. It does. Where he might really check back. Yeah, if turn. he has like ace four suited or something like that, which. Well, ace four is now aces up, but yeah, yeah I hear you. But which even ace two suited, like. Ace two, yeah, whatever. He might decide to hero. Yeah. Ace ten suited. You have to go for value. Like, you don't want it to go check check again. Right. If he's got, like, yeah, a hand that he's just going to not bet it. So Prahlad's going to go for value. He bets 10,000 to 12,500. It's kind of big, but cool. All right. And I want to tell you what happened as we watch this video. I'm glad because I was going to try and do that. Because Berkey goes into the tank. Yeah. And he's tanking for a while. And and Jonathan says to me, like, what is he? So he's, or I say, I think, so he's going to raise, obviously. Yeah. Or else they wouldn't have sent this in as a breakdown. Right. And Jonathan's like, yeah, but does the story make sense? And then I start looking at Berkey and I start thinking, Actually, I really like what Berkey's doing right now if he's going to raise, because obviously he's not going to call. So this is really cool because the way Berkey looks in the video, as he's considering what to do, it looks like he's kind of like ho-humming and and thinking like, ah, man, what should I do here? But players don't do that and then raise and not have it ever. Right. right? And and Prahlad's a good target to do this to. I actually said that's right. You said some version of that, and I said to you, yeah, Prahlad's like the perfect player. This is... is I don't think it's going to work, but this is pretty awesome. Like Prahlad's probably a little too strong. The story's a little too bad and it's Berkey, but I do like this play. Yeah. Like act like you're really thinking about calling when you know you're raising the whole time and then you raise, but it's a bluff. That's right. and it super looks like sweet. He's, he's contemplating between calling and folding, but clearly he's going to raise. He has to raise. Yeah. I mean, or, or fold, but he's not, I mean, like, yeah. there's no actual, like, yeah. So like, it feels like he's, dis- pro- he feels like he's almost certainly raising. Right. So we're in the middle of this discussion where we're kind of, lauding Berkey with with praise for his physical yeah. attributes and what he's doing acting wise on this river and how we think this might work against Prahlad. And then Berkey puts in the call. <laughs> I can't believe it. He calls. He calls with queen eight high. All right. So this one is tough. It's tough. I mean, okay. It's clear what he's trying to beat, right? He's yeah, trying to Ms. beat Miss Clubs because that's the only possible thing. But how much is Miss Clubs really a part of Prahlad's range? Let me ask that question. Prahlad opened under the gun, yeah. called the three bet, called the flop bet, the J- the king, jack, five, admittedly two club flop bet. The straight comes in on the turn, by yep. the way. What clubs is Prahlad supposed to have? Okay, let's say he has some. Let's say he has the pseudo connector clubs. That's sure. possible. Let's give him a lot of them. Let's give him nine, ten of clubs, eight, nine of clubs, seven, eight of clubs, seven, eight of clubs. Um, six, seven of clubs. Six, seven of clubs. That's four combos. Maybe we can give him seven, nine, and eight, ten of clubs also. Fine. Let's give him six. Let's be generous and just come up with some random ones. I don't even know what they are. Let's give him ten total combos. What do I care? Because it doesn't matter. He's got so much more value. <laughs> <laughs> All right. right. He's got three sets of jacks, three combos of jacks. Yeah, he has got that. three combos of fives. Yeah. He's got queen ten, Suited. which is... Okay. Yeah. Maybe even off, but let's say only suited. Cool. I mean, we're already at 10. He he opened under the gun. It's probably suited. Okay. We're already at 10. Yeah. He's got ace jack. Yep. He has ace queen, which is going to bet for value on the river, I believe. Probably is. Yeah. Um, He has king jack. I mean, we can just keep going. We can do this for... I can do this all day, man. Yeah. Um, Like... If he has ace 10, I think he's actually betting for value because he assumes ace queen's going to bet for Ber- Berkey has that Berkey's going to bet anyway, but he wants to get value from the worst aces. So he's probably going to bet ace 10. Maybe I mean, I'm not. I think he's supposed to bet ace 10, but, one. but like there's so many more combos of value than there are missed clubs. It's, it's sort of absurd. Yeah. 
That is true. I mean, so Berkey, what the hell's Berkey going on? Locks the nuts. I don't know. That doesn't help that. That's much. a good reason to raise. Yeah. It's not a good reason to call. Right. No, I think this is just a bad I blocked the straight flush. I've got the two of clubs in my hand, so I call. <laughs> I think this is just a bad call. This is just a really bad call. This is not forward poker. It this might is... be. You don't know. It might be. <laughs> this is what you don't understand I, about I don't, the concept I, of ahead of the curve. I mean, I'm telling you, I don't see how this one could be right, ahead of the just curve. Just like 1997 guy can't possibly see how not check raising the Cool. You could say that about any decision anyone makes ever. I agree. So like, come I agree. On, this I'm is, just saying just, you can't just say this is not forward thinking. I'm poker. saying it. I'm declaring this is a bad call. This is not forward thinking poker. This call I'm open to the, to the three bet being forward thinking poker that I still don't like, but is at least possible. This is not, no, this I said, is the, in 20 years. No one's going to be making this call with regularity. I'm telling you, I think you're going to be on the right side of history on Thank this one, you. but I want to acknowledge the opportunity yeah. that it's possible Great. Great. You know, this is like the OJ trial when they're like, okay, yes, you're saying there's a one in two billion chance it wasn't OJ. So you admit it's possible it wasn't OJ. That's what I feel like is happening <laughs> yeah, right like now. Yeah, like that. Yeah. Like, come on. No, I mean, I, I don't I don't want to defend the call. I think yeah. it's bad. I think Perlod clearly has a lot of value that he can have very easily. His only bluffs are missed clubs. He's not going to bluff them every time either. He's just going to kind of give yeah. up on them. Some, I agree. Some of the time, especially on this run out. Right. We can't give him all the combos of it. Right. So it is definitely problematic, and I don't know why Berkey finds a call here. Here's another thing, which is not completely impossible. There may be other bluffs that Prolot has that beat Berkey. There may yeah. be small one, small pair of bluffs where he's like, you don't like the ace. That's good. Maybe, I don't see how maybe he, you have queens. He doesn't have any of those hands. How does he have them on the flop? I mean, could he have two eights and call the flop because no. it's Berkey? It's horrible. It's just King Jack. Is just King Jack, yeah, and the, the plus one guy three bet you. It's and Berkey. You have so many better hands. You, you don't do. have. You don't call with eights there. All right, that's probably true. Um, it's hard to argue that. I'd like to argue it. Um, could he have Ace Five suited? No, then he has Aces up. Four Five suited. He turns a five into a bluff. Maybe he turns a five into a bluff. Maybe, but four Five suited turns into two pair on the river. Oh, fine, Five Six suited. But you know what I'm saying. Five Six. So you think he calls in the flop with Five Six suited? Um. Yes. I think it's close. I I'd be surprised. I mean, how much did Berkey bet on the flop? Thirty five hundred into fifty five hundred. I think he calls. I think they're deep enough and Berkey's Berkey enough that I think he calls. I think you can fold that though. King Jack five. Two Look, clubs. if you're gonna fold pocket eights and pocket nines and any five and like a lot of pairs, then Berkey's totally right to, to three bet queen eight suited. So you would call with those hands. I think if Berkey's three betting at this at, at a frequency where queen eight suited is a big part of his three betting range. I don't know if he really is. I don't know if he is either. I mean, but if he is, if he is, then I think we have to call with all, all our one pair of hands at least once. We can't just fold one pair against this guy. If he's not, then fair enough. If he's doing this very rarely, then yeah, he's going to get away with it and we should fold our one pair of hands. It's hard for me to find a spot where I open under the gun plus one, three bets and I call with two eights on a five Jack King board. It's pretty I mean, hard to find. A I spot. agree. I agree with that. I agree. Um, you know, on the EPT, they used to do that all the time <laughs> back in the day when they were bad. Yeah. When they were really bad, they were so bad anyway. Um, yeah, I just think this is, this is a brutal call. It's not a good call. A raise is such a better idea, even though it wouldn't have worked this time because Prahlad is betting ace queen and he's folding ace queen to a raise. I think mostly. 
Now, what else are we getting Prolad to fold besides Ace Queen? Is maybe the interesting. I think. Question. I mean, he's going to have to consider folding King Jack in hands like that. Yeah, like if he's betting Ace Ten, which I think he should. You're not so sure. He's going to have to fold that for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, if he's folding a lot of his other two, I mean, if he has Ace Jack and he gets raised on the river, he doesn't love it. No, it would he just may be a, call, but he doesn't love it. It would just be a distribution argument. To, yeah, to call with that versus King Jack. Right, because you're like, what the hell does he have? I mean, that that I can beat here, like. Yeah, he's allowed to fold. He chose to raise. Like, why would he raise? I don't know. Anyway, that was a very strangely played hand by Berkey. Maybe the strangest, even though we've done a lot of Berkey hands. I think this is the weirdest, worst Berkey hand we've done in terms of like, and, and again, maybe there's stuff that's future thinking, but like in wow. terms of like, how douchey do you sound? Right well, now? You, you're, every time I say anything critical, you go back to that and I can't take it. anymore. That's not true. I have, I've gone back to it once or twice. You've gone back to it way more than You're once having or twice. an availability heuristic right now. That is untrue. I am right about all things. So anyway, my point is, I, I believe this is the worst played Berkey hand I've seen that yeah, we've done. I think it might be. I, yeah. I think I agree with that. Cool. Anyway, that's that. All right.